Welcome to So Uncouth. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Off with a bang. A podcast filled with noises and conversations you can't have in polite company. I'm Victoria Hannaford, a recovering journalist. I'm with Caroline Craig, who just uh, coughed into your ear holes. She's an actor. Good morning. And our friend, the mysterious Bunsen burner, who earned that name because of her love of noxious gases. We're three friends who live in three different cities, so you're joining our weekly catch-up and we are delighted you're here with us. Now, Bunsen, right off the bat, I've heard that um, we've got beef. No, listen, I wouldn't wouldn't call this beef. Listen, this is a question of um, etiquette, I would say, couth or uncouth. Um, I feel like um, we're pivoting to a bit of a Jerry Springer type genre, <laughs> but maybe this is an intervention. Um, Listen, okay, so just is first... it because I'm covered in food stains? Is it my excessive use of the word vibes? Because I used a bread maker in the pandemic. What is it, Bunsen? What is it? Go. <laughs> sorry, I just beef. Okay, it's not beef. I just sorry when you said you used a bread maker in the pandemic. I just remember a conversation that I had with Caroline that was like, all I can talk about is sourdough and all hang on and all Callum can talk talk about is crypto crypto yeah, that's, right. that's right anyway sorry I digress <laughs> so beef listen this is not beef it's just couth or uncouth first of all I would like to ask the two of you if it is ever appropriate when you are at somebody else's house to look inside their cupboards oh always especially when you go to the toilet that's the whole reason for going to the bathroom. in front in front of the oh, host of I mean you may go to the you may go to the bathroom with the host. I don't know, but but have you been wandering into people's houses and just opening up the uh, opening up the pantry? Or I think oh. I did it. I, oh, Victoria, <laughs> have you hit not hit on something there? You think you did it? When do you think you might have done that, Victoria? I like every time I go to someone's house, I want to look through their cupboards. I don't know why. I just want to see what in front of them. I have. I'd do it in front of you. I'd do it behind your back. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it. You don't need to do it at our house because there's nothing in the cupboards. Everything is on the floor or on every surface. Or on your clothes or your face. Exactly, on in the floor drain. I think the, the real drive. question is what shame are you hiding in your cupboards, Bunsen? I'm not looking for things. I'm just curious. Well, curious I do remember you once nature. opening my fridge and sort of like, you know, obviously the constellation of foodstuffs gives you some kind of a character something in your own mind you, and you kind of nodded in approval. But this is not the moment that I'm I'm questioning you about. There was a, about three months ago, maybe four months ago, you came on a visit to my town. We went for yes. a swim and we then went yes. to get some uh, takeaway chicken or, you know, the bachelor's handbag, chicken in a bag, chicken and salad. <laughs> we came back to my house and we put the food, takeaway food, on plates, very civilised, and um, you said to me, uh, have you got any chilli? And I said, there is no chilli in this house. There is nothing approaching chilli because I am a sensitive flower. My palate is extremely delicate. And yes. you then went, oh, come on, you sure? And I said, no, really, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And you're like, oh, you must have some, just even some chilli flakes or something. And you then went into, you opened my pantry and you kind of ransacked the pantry. Do you recall any of this? I, yeah, I do, no, I totally do, yeah. I got no shame in my game. You then ransacked the pantry, which I found, I was just more sort of bemused at this point. But then 
across the boundary. Well, it's it's kind of someone once explained ADHD to me as like if you imagine a brain is a pantry and some people's pantry slash brain, when you open it, they've all got everything in the right place and other people's brain slash pantry, when you open it, it's just a huge mess and it's really hard to find things. And I was like, wow, well, my pantry is like really hard to find shit. So anyway, I just had a little moment when you were looking in my pantry, but then you... Pantry panic. Pantry panic, pantry anxiety, anxiety. But then (laughs) you said in absolute desperation, you just sort of couldn't believe that I didn't have any chilli. And then you said, have you got any vinegar? And I was like, um, I think maybe I've got some cleaning vinegar, like that stuff that's in like a four-litre bottle. Yeah. And you went, oh, that's okay, that's all right. And then you got this massive bottle of no-name vinegar, opened the lid, poured it delicately into the lid and then put it on the chicken and you did. You had a few capfuls the whole time. Wow. So I was kind of like after that I was, I mean, we had a pleasant, (laughs) we had a lovely time. I didn't ruin the evening. evening. But I was kind of like, (laughs) is it just me? Is that what is going on here? And so it was the con- What's the, convers- the the combination of the condiment conversation, exactly of condiment sort of desperation, pantry invasion, but also just eating <laughs> eating with cleaning products. Then I, I then <laughs> felt like I actually asked a couple of people about it. I hope you don't mind. I didn't mention any names, no, but now I have. No, so that's here we funny. are. Put it out there. And yeah. they both both of these people looked at me like you don't have any. Chili? What kind of a person yeah. are you? And then they yeah. and then they looked at me with pity, kind of like, did you grow up in a really Anglo house? <laughs> <laughs> this is white people problems. It's cultural. All right. Yeah, anyway, sorry, I do feel like I've taken up a bit of time here, but I would like an explanation. Well, not so much an explanation. I'd also just kind of like to hear from Caroline as to how she would have how how she would respond in a similar situation. Then we can hear from you, Victoria. All right, all right. Your actions have spoken quite loudly. <laughs> the answer is no to both of you. Absolutely, patently no. Do not wow. open people's cupboards. <laughs> Remember when I was at your house, Caroline, and I started I'm coming in strong, rummaging in your cupboards to make um, a vegan meal for a guest. You were saving a life, Victoria, actually. No, but I took liberties then as well. That was was battery of pity. We had a roast lamb dinner cooked for a cast um, of a play and we didn't get there until 10 o'clock at night and we're all, Callum had gone to a lot of trouble and then we all sat down to this dinner that he'd spent hours cooking and only to find out that not only was one guest vegetarian, he was actually vegan. And so Vic and I ran yeah, there was back a into the kitchen. Slap of meat said, on the table. Have, have you got any beans? Have you got any beans? And started <laughs> ransacking the pantry. So this is clearly this yeah. is something Vic does. I think maybe she does it. I wonder if she does it to to other less um, familiar friends. Would you just do it <laughs> to a total stranger? There is a part of me that's kind of like, in what whose cupboards would I go into? And I'm kind of like, well, I've definitely looked in my parents' cupboards and found kind of. Items mm. there with a use-by date of uh, 1992. Correct. Yes. But um, I was always looking for mint slice at my grandparents. I just want mint slice or any kind of chocolate biscuit. Yeah. I always look in my parents' cupboard, but there's, I don't know why. There's no point. <laughs> 
But Vic saved a life that night and she saved a, what could have been a dire, uh, a dire dinner party situation and she created a very beautiful oh, plate Oh, well, good of on you, Victoria. Out of a few sad tins of so, beans at the bottom so of the So did you? There was excessive deep use. In this conversation, you know, context, Victoria, did you save your night with that those caps full of vinegar? What was going on there? So, listen, number one, I have a chilli addiction. Like I have chilli with every meal. I'm one of those weird people. It's embarrassing. I realised I'm part of a community that I don't want to be a member of, which is the I think they're called Chili Heads. There's some documentary on some streaming service about Chili Heads and they're all they all look like they're into heavy metal or they're goss. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just You need you know, a tattoo. A little tattoo. I probably need to be more loud and proud and start my own line of chili sauces. But so um often a feature of chili sauces is that, you know, there's a bit of the sour the vinegar, right? So that's a preservative. So there's that's probably why I went for a stand in. Yeah, like you're an alcoholic, but you'll drink like paint stripper. Like just because there's a sort there's a trace of alcohol yeah. in the Thank you. Yes. That's that's a fair assessment. Why do you love it so much? Um well, I mean, how far into my past do you want to go? Um, look, this. So I hated chili. Then I think I went on a family holiday to Sri Lanka where I blew my own balls off with some hot meals, and I, I think I just got really addicted to the sensation. Like it's a, sometimes it's a near death experience. I've eaten like the hottest chilies in the world for like stories when I was a journalist, and I came back and I was off my head in the office. I'm like, whoa, guys, whoa! I just, you know, I feel so alive. And people are like, you are so loud what is wrong with you I mean that could have been any day of the week but listen can I ask a question though Uh, there's two effects of chilies that I I'm not sure are (laughs) palatable a the fact that you can't really taste anything afterwards Mm. that's what I've always Mm. felt and your eye apart from the fact your eyes are watering your digestive tract and then a bit later the ring of fire (laughs) the ring of fire things aren't so great from the other the other end. <laughs> She's doing it. She's got a lot of like forward planning. She kind of goes, oh, like if I have chili now in about 12 hours, that ring of fire, oh. It'll be cleansing. Exactly. I've got a bad work meeting I need to get out of in an urgent state. <laughs> Guys, because you're not part of the chili um, community, as I like to call it, what you would find out is that actually it doesn't have either of those effects. You can taste the profile of flavours in different sorts of chili. So you kind of can choose a chili that you like. Like, say, if you're in a Mexican joint, like a green one yeah, you've got, you know, jalapenos, habanero or, you know, chipotle or something like that. And they're all a little bit different. Some of it, like if it is too intense and that's rare, you can't taste food. But then, you know, your highs are kite because it like kicks in this sort of I don't know. Some look. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the response is, but it's it's well, pleasant. I enjoy it. Uh, well, it doesn't have a huge effect on my digestive tract, so the ring of fire is not a regular feature. I'll say that. You're you're an anomaly. I'm extreme. You're a genetic anomaly. Maybe you've become desensitized, <laughs> cauterized. Maybe you've cauterized your ring. Maybe I've, I've eunuched my mouth, my taste buds. Yeah. Well, one of the people that I was talking to about this went into a huge thing about chilli and taste. Yeah. And apparently, you know, because there are four parts of taste, oh, yeah. there's like umami and I don't sour, know, what, yeah, sweet, sour, yeah, something, yeah. whatever. So chilli is not actually, could be, chilli's not, chilli is actually about pain. Oh, but basically, no. It's, yeah, so basically <laughs> it's actually about, it actually awakens pain receptors. 
So what you're telling, it's a form BDSM. of... BDSM. Oh, Has listen, been your harm. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is I understand someone looking for chilli, perhaps a few herbs and spices. You have been known to, to as you call it, tune up my spaghetti bolognese. Oh, uh, yeah. Sauce. That's another issue I have. And that's that's fine. But it's more just like the vinegar thing, really. I was like, wow, I haven't seen that before. No, that's, like, that's, that's a bit that's off. That's extreme. Yeah, that's a bit off. But obviously you were quite desperate. Listen, I've been in a chicken <laughs> shop and a woman, I asked for vinegar and she's like, all right, I guess everyone's different. Um, so, <laughs> Did you have any chips? I mean, if you had no, chips, you might have had a better. coleslaw. No, no, okay, had- so the vinegar thing, it goes back to when I was like 14 and I had a job in a chemist and the the um, the the boss, the head chemist, um, he used to eat like half a chicken every day and douse it in vinegar. It cuts through the greasiness, I find. Anyway, listen, uh, I can't defend myself, but what I will say, Bunsen, is that your hmm. um, condiment of choice, your spice of choice was extremely prominent. That's the main thing I remember is I could see cumin in the cupboard <laughs> and from the days when you and I used to share a house and everything tasted of cumin, a.k.a. I mean, it's a lot of cumin. 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 Uh, it also can take on a slight <laughs> dirt kind of flavour. Um, uh, good to see things haven't changed on that front. Cumin or cumin is I, front and centre. It's all sounding quite autoerotic, i got to say, <laughs> this entire. And this also brings me to my next pantry question. Did you find peanut butter in there, Victoria? Um, I th- or peeny butt butt? Peeny butt butt. I, I think there was. I think that. Bunsen may have um, fallen on back into old habits. And there, oh, is there peanut just... butter in your house, Bunsen? Oh, there's, there is peanut butter in my house. But unlike you, Victoria, with your chilli and pain addiction, <laughs> I've, I've got a handle on my, on my peanut butter addiction by just having the really awful stuff that has the, no... The blandest peanut butter. It's it's just it it there's no craft there's no, no kind sugar. of you know sugar and no salt, salt in it yeah boring but you know yeah. what and I'm going to call I- it I'm going to call you and challenge you on this one because I have seen you spread that peanut butter and then put salt on it yeah okay I've seen right. you do it okay um <laughs> the other thing that I discovered I think when I was on holiday with you Bunsen when we were I think in Zanzibar oh and you were eating loads of peanuts is that you discovered that perhaps one of the reasons for your addiction was that you had a mild intolerance to it and it was had a deleterious effect on your um, gas emissions although it is quite hard to tell when that that is a new threshold because you've always been something of a gassy individual hence the name Bunsen well we'll get into that too yeah yeah uh well listen that but that I think that that basically was because there was a bit of a backstory to that whole and they were called ground nuts, I believe. Uh, the the so that whole ground nuts fiasco, which basically involved something that my doctor has referred to as a shy bowel, oh. which is um, that you know, <laughs> Caroline's face. She's closing I, her eyes and she doesn't want to hear a word more. She's shaking her head. Would going, you rather a shy bowel or an extroverted bowel? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think an ambivert bowel is the idea. Yeah, thank you. Flexitarian. (laughs) (laughs) But basically the conditions have to be exactly right for the, you know, and 
what was happening was that there were a lot of, uh, you know, squat toilets. And part of my conditions being right is like sitting and reading. Oh. It's very hard to read a book on the, in, in okay. a, you know. So I ended up in, I ended up in quite a backed up situation and I happened to meet some medical students and they were kind of, one of them was specialising in pharmacy and was really into travelling in Tanzania because you can buy anything you want from a pharmacy, you don't need a prescription. But right. so he just wrote down the name of, of some drug because I was really, I had quite a distended stomach at that point. He just wrote down the thing and he said, have some, of, just go to a chemist and have some of this. And I did. And um, all I can say is I think it really altered altered things for a while after after <laughs> after that, which was when I met up with you. You're shy about opening your pantry, but you're not shy about opening your bowel with total strangers <laughs> in a backpackers. That's what makes me so fascinating, Caroline. <laughs> okay, so just quickly, Bunsen, why, why are you called Bunsen Burner? For the listeners, the tens of listeners we have joining us, and we thank you for your company, um, it's time to come, come clean about the name Bunsen Burner. Well, listen, um, in 1987... I was in a drama class. God knows why. In a school drama class, there was a woman teaching us something about the Alexander technique. We had to, Caroline knows all about it. She's sitting up very straight right it's now. Straight. It's fine. It's not Alexander technique. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> all I know is it doesn't really matter. The Alexander technique's irrelevant. The fact is we were in a class. We were all supposed to be completely quiet, like, you know, and we were supposed to be imagining there was a string from our, you know, going basically from the top of our head. But anyway, one of those kinds and of situations. And backside. Well, listen, I don't know if it was the Alexander Technique or just my dad's homemade muesli mix, which did feature a lot of nuts, actually. Now I'm putting a few things together decades later. Anyway, uh, he, um, yeah, let's just say there was a massive eruption and it came from me. <laughs> and from that moment, I got the nickname Bunsen because I was like a Bunsen burner, i.e. full of gas. And I still have uh, some friends who refer to me as Bunts. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I was thinking about an uncouth moment and talking about different kind of flavours. Um, there's been a bit of nose picking in our house. Oh, <laughs> oh. And just thinking about, you know, the saltiness of the peanut butter. And <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You're, you're moving from nose picking to eating nose picking. You can't eat it. They're two very different things. That is true. There was a scream in the back of my car as we were driving through. The, she's got her finger up her nose and then she put it in her mouth. And then the, my mother was in the car. And I was thinking, this is, this is a bit uncouth in front of my mum. She's going to get a bit up, upset about this. And she said, I just like the salty flavour. Your mum did? No, no, one of the kids did. And my mother turned around looking like she was about to explode and she said, everybody's doing it, doing it, doing it, picking their nose and chewing it, chewing it, chewing it. And the kids erupted 
in a song. They started joining in going, everybody's doing it, doing it. And then they started elaborating it, chewing it and picking it and crunching it and eating it. And it just went on and on and on. No. And I was horrified. And I, I didn't know what to do in the car. I started yelling, and it goes back to last week, Victoria, where you were accosting your mother, and I, I was about to say, Mum, you're uncouth, you're uncouth, but they loved it. They were all so excited about it. So you could cut out the middleman oh. of anything in the pantry and just go straight back to the to your own body. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Actually, it does bring me to my uncouth of the week. Yeah, because my uncouth of the week also involves behaviour in a car, it's actually my behaviour in a car, I, oh, this could be a bit exposing. I don't know if we'll <laughs> I, Listen, I think we're well past that point. Well, people are picking their nose in our car. I, I mean, you, you've got, you got a free car pass. Well, you know, have you, I mean, because it's one of, one of those terrible things where, right, like you feel like you're in your own space, but actually it's a glass box. Everyone can see in. And you often see people doing their makeup and stuff in cars, you know, like on the way to work, multitasking, driving, whatever. It's like that thing that people talk about as main character energy. So when you're in the car, like you are, you're the boss of the road, you're the boss of your car, and you are the star of the show, like, and whatever you want to do goes, right? This I feel like that when I drive. Maybe that's an issue. Something else we need to address. <laughs> Thank God she's in Adelaide. <laughs> I was about to say, she, she wouldn't cope. She wouldn't cope in the mean streets of Sydney. Jesus. Those mean one-way streets. Yeah. Um, listen, I just had someone look at me as I was doing something in my car. What were you doing? There's a time of day, people call it the golden hour. The sun's rising, the sun's setting. Very, you know, like the, like a lot of light shining into the car in the, if you're driving in a certain direction. And it is only at those times that I can see these huge hairs that have started growing out of my chin. I cannot see them. If I look in the mirror, no matter what, I shine a torch on them, a phone, whatever. Cannot glint in the golden hour. The only time I can see them is in the golden hour. And so I have the rear view mirror. Are you looking in the rear view mirror, or have you got? No, I'm actually looking in the. You know, like you can Ah, pull down the the visor. There's a little slide. Yep. And it's almost become a Pavlovian thing now. It's kind of like if the sun is out and and I'm stopping, I'll pull it down because I know that this is my only opportunity to see something that other people can probably see all the time, but I can't see. And I have also started um, packing tweezers Mm, in the car. I see where this is going. Listen, I think it's very practical, but basically I could just see the look on this woman's face. What were you doing? Let's go blow by blow. Where were you? How did this all go down? Stopping at a traffic light, waiting, did a quick check and saw, because this, this, I don't understand these hairs. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. What about the traffic? What about the the cars? I stopped at a red light. stopped. There's often a bank up. There's a bank up of traffic. You've got an opportunity to reach for a tweezer? Yeah. I mean, it only takes two seconds, right? So, look, I I think there's one thing. I would probably be pulling over and doing it just for safety's sake. But Thank you, Victoria. Thank goodness. Fuck it. 
Do whatever you want. Let's normalise chin hair. Ladies have got beards too. Everyone can fuck off. She's got her own hairs. She's probably just I often pick nose hairs out because I've got a um, diverted septum. Pick away. (laughs) You can see them more on one side. They're so loose now I don't need tweezers. I just use my fingernails. What do you do in the car, Victoria? I want your dirt. I want to know what happens. In my car? Mm. In your secret universe. Or do you have tinted windows? I always wonder about those people with the heavily tinted windows. Tinted windows in a suburb. What are they doing? Maybe that's what I need to do. They've got oh, my God, full that's the solution. salon in there. And they're picking, they've got two fingers up their nose like this in those tinted window cars. They're having a free-for-all. So what happens in my car, usually I have it locked on to a dance music station because I am mentally arrested at the age of, let's say, 27. Um, sometimes I'll sing along. I do get um, bouts of road rage from time to time. All in all, it's a, you know, I'm probably, no one's died on the roads yet, but I don't know if I'm, a, it's, if it's safe for me to be out there given everything I've confessed to in terms of me feeling like, it's main character energy. Everyone's I in main character energy. Everyone is. Everyone's a hero of their own story. Or the villain. <laughs> <laughs> you in the case of you. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm like the character. I'm the jester of my own. But yeah. like the, the side, you know, like. The, That's the, right. Are you the hero and then you pull the mirror down and then you look up and you're the villain? Yeah. You've got a bit of that two-faced thing going on. Yeah. Then I put it up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> Suddenly you're like a Disney villain sort of crag in in the the golden hour. Isn't the golden hour meant to be like pleasant light? Isn't that something that Instagram influencers like talk about? It's the not light when, you you know, like everything kind of looks golden because the sun is lower so it will shine on things and it just makes things look beautifully lit. Yeah. So Caroline would know this working in the uh, film and television industry. In TV, they're always very excited. That's why you have to get there at the crack of dawn or before the crack of dawn and you're wandering around in the dark and then suddenly you're out there looking majestic. It's a hero light. It's a hero light, Yeah, well, well, that's what my chin hair thinks. (laughs) Now is my time to shine. (laughs) Well, I think so you're you're the so uncouth of the week. We had Barnaby Joyce last week, so it's... You've awarded yourself. Absolutely. That's up to you guys, I guess. Um, It's a behaviour. It is a behaviour. Barnaby Joyce has been the gift that's kept on giving. Have you seen that they've put a plaque up? Yes, I did see that. Oh, it's become a whole other other thing. I feel that we were quite flippant about it last week. It's all happening. Yeah, I think if we establish right now that we're not in the business of providing serious analysis, um, I think that's probably fairly important. What are you talking about, Victoria? (laughs) Excuse me, what are you talking about? We've talked about pantries, chin hair. Intergenerational nose picking. Intergenerational nose picking and you're driving. Are you trying to say that this is not serious Um, analysis? No, you're right. And actually, you know, who am I to judge? Um, I don't want to ascribe value to anything, you know, inappropriately. Um, So, Victoria, did you have anything that you're wanting to bring to the table this week? Well, look, I, I think we're almost out of time, so I'm, I'm probably going to save some of my gold for another time. You know, some of my uh, dilemmas <laughs> are evergreen. Um, but I just yeah. wanted to bring to your attention, because we are now professional podcasters, we have received our first review on Apple Podcasts, and I would say like and subscribe to anyone listening out there. Um, we, it what is does the review s- say? 
Well, let's, you know, five stars, headline, hilarious. Um, and the the name of the commenter is Nudge2019. Um, Caroline, was that you? No. Well, I probably would have misspelt it if it were me. Sure. <laughs> Might have even written hilarious, or I certainly would after this episode. <laughs> um, and the review goes thus. I laughed out loud when listening to this in public and people thought I was a loon. If only you were men, dash, it would have been better. So I feel that's my so uncouth of the week. Thank you very much. Nudge 2019. That was handed on a platter. That came out of the bottom rung of the pantry, didn't it? And on that note, I think it's time to say farewell for a week. So I will cop yous later. Cop yous later. Check you later. 